it's me. My throat's cramping, so I'll try to make this a bit short. Um, this episode's a bit is a bit hard to make because my brain <laughs> is doing this thing where it's like, don't say that. They're gonna they're gonna like make it out to be something that's not like. I guess I'm really paranoid with this episode, but like, there's nothing to be paranoid about. I, there, I'm I'm trying to tell myself that. Trying to validate my own feelings. LOL. Um, any hoosies. I hope that you have been well since the last time um, you tuned in. I don't really, like I said, I don't keep track of who's listening because um, I'll get in my head about it. Also, I don't really expect this to be a very like popular podcast. I'm really just doing it for me to give myself something to do, like a hobby because I don't have many, um, which is something I'm learning, uh, to do, because it's good for, it's good for your, like, mental health to have some hobbies, you know, especially, um, for me who lives alone, I have to, like, find new things to do, and like I said last episode, I don't have a job right now, and as someone who has always worked nonstop, um, it's a bit, it's a bit of a learning, like, it's a, it's a reset for me to try to make use of the free time that I have and not just sleep it away, you know? I feel like I've done a lot of sleeping, but I also have been a bit emotionally exhausted, so I sleep a bit heavier, but, like, not for a long time, so it's a bit hard to function throughout the day. I gotta get that checked out eventually, but not right now. We don't have the money for it. So... To continue the theme of pulling from different kinds of medias and relating it to an an episode topic, I have pulled from Augusty's, um, Augusty, Augusty, A to the G to the U to the S to T, is it Augusty, Augusty, Augusty? We're going to say Augusty. So, <laughs> um, 28 by Augusty is a song that basically touches about, like, it, ta- it talks about the disillusionment of becoming an adult. Um, Augusty, he, he's basically, he's literally just talking about that. Like, the lyrics are kind of, um... They mention how, like, oh, he thought when he was 20, he'd be something different. When he'd graduate, he thought something would be different. And, like, you know, as he got older, the things that he thought would change never did. And it's a a bit depressing. It's very bittersweet. For me, it's bittersweet. But, like, it is overall depressing because when you're a kid, all all the adults ever told you was when you get older, you can do whatever you want. And in a kid's mind, that's, like, anything I want, stars in the eyes, you know? But when you start getting older and certain things, like you become more aware of certain things like the rose-colored glasses, the tent starts to wear off or the glasses completely shatter, um, you, you realize things for what they really are. And it's li- really disheartening, you know? Um, I can't imagine what it's like to have a dream to become like a really perfect, like a... a a big name rapper and then the things that you thought would happen to never to never come or be miles and years away or maybe just 
like they happened and it wasn't what you thought it would be, you know? So, I mean, I I think Agusti is a very successful rapper. I think he's in his bag through and through. Um, But I also have not lived his life, so I can't say with 100% certainty that, like, he's on top of the world. On the surface, it seems so, but I don't know what's going on behind the doors. But for my life, I don't think I necessarily had any high expectations, and maybe that's why I feel a bit indifferent about it all. I will say that things that that have happened to me in in the past decade have been very emotionally traumatizing, but in looking at the bigger picture, it hasn't necessarily stunted my growth because I never really had a plan. Um, my goal when I was like in the single digits was to just get to like middle school and not be bullied. And then I was bullied in middle school. (laughs) And then I was bullied in high school. And then people were very terrible in high school. But I, there were some saving graces. I I met my best friend. I, I wouldn't really say I had my first real relationship. Because I, I don't, that's another episode. But I did have a, I did have a partner in high school. But it lasted like a week or two. Because it was just really messy. I didn't like it. I wasn't, I didn't feel anything. It was really just because I couldn't say no. No, it's not good looks. Like, I just was very desensitized to the whole relationship thing. Um, Despite everyone thinking that we were, like, the cutest couple and I was good for this person. I think the pressure of being in a relationship was getting to me. Um... And that's, that's maybe a conversation I should have with one of my friends because I think she would love to talk about that. Anyways, um, when I was in high school, I actually didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to go because I just felt like I wasn't, I had this, my own image of what someone who wanted to go to art school looked like and acted like and I didn't check that box and I still I still don't check that box so I have a hard time like believing that I belong in art school and I belong in the art world and everyone's just like you create like really nice things and you should share your work more often submit it blah 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 like I think it's really good and I'm just like yeah no I'm scared and I never do it and I should do it because I would love to win an Oscar if that's in my cards you know I have the, I don't want to, I guess I have the fear of putting expectations on myself in the future or like making goals or having a dream because I, because of the things that have happened in my past where it just, it just never turns out the way that I like hoped it to be. Um, And it wasn't until recently where I like, forced myself to look at the smaller victories or like look at the the things the good things that had happened even though it didn't have the ending that I thought it would and I think that's helped me kind of stomach the disillusionment of becoming an adult because I when I thought I didn't I honestly (laughs) this is gonna sound real sad but I didn't even expect myself to make it to my 20s honestly 15 was my cap I didn't even know if I was gonna make it to 18 I was I and then 18 came and went 18 was traumatizing 19 was worse but 
my 20s so far have just been like I've been cruising on I've just been kind of riding out the the wake of the trauma that I went through um a couple years ago (laughs) so like I just 18 through 20 yeah (laughs) not good not good at all not good at all and I've just kind of been trying to deal with that unconsciously and um, being aware of certain things and, and all this other stuff. And it's really hard to, like, come to terms with a lot of the stuff that happened. And I just decided to just leave it alone because it's going to make me go crazy if I try to spend time unpacking all of it. Um, I also mention a lot that I am a very lonely person. And my relation, uh, something that I, I um, kind of, it was a hard pill to swallow was some of the relationships that I have with certain people are not as mm, deep as you would think, you know, like, I don't know. I think I still have, I'm still stuck in my own image of what, like, I'm still trying to project what I think certain friendships and relationships with certain people should be like because it's all that people like the media and books and stuff have ingrained and painted them out to be you know so like my relationship not my voice cracking but my relationship with like my mom and my relationship with my best friends and I don't know everything's very casual I think that's the best way to describe my life my life is very casual like it's not it's it's not intimate where it has urgency but it's not um neglectful that I feel alone alone I only feel alone because the stuff that I go through that are emotionally traumatizing only I can deal with it you know no one can no one can necessarily bring me out of um, you know, those triggers and help me feel better. I think the best way to describe what I have, what I have decided to do about it is just to take care of myself while I'm, you know, processing it and reprocessing it because it's, it's more detrimental to me if I dwell on it because I will dwell on something for a very long time and it's very unhealthy and it makes me sick physically and emotionally um, and mentally and I no longer really want to feel mentally ill. Like, I know I have depression. I know I'm an anxious person. I know that I have, like, manic episodes and other things that... But it's just... <laughs> I don't want to to feel like I'm sick. That's something that I think we can all agree on is... Being, feeling like you're a sick person is the worst feeling in the world. And the the one thing that you're always going to try to do when you're sick is to pretend to be better. And I don't want to pretend. So I'm trying to eat more. I'm trying to drink my four bottles a day um, at least. And I'm trying to get enough sleep. I have a lot of free time on my hands. And like I said, I, I was a person that worked a lot. So trying to recover from eight years of working hard, it's not, it's not an easy, um, you know, therapy period, but it's very eye-opening, you know? I just learned that I am really getting tired 
of being emotionally exhausted. So I no longer will spend time in emotionally exhausting situations like conflict. I never liked conflict anyway. I'm not a very confrontational person um, unless like it's necessary. And usually it's just when it gets personal, like when it's when it's really affecting me that I'll say something. But if it's not worth the effort, I'm not going to do it because it's just most situations are morally ambiguous and everyone has their own ideas about how the ending should play out. And if it's if it's a catch-22 situation where you're not it's it doesn't matter what's going to happen, like you really nobody's going to win. There's really no point in spending time trying to force a winner and a loser, you know? Trying to force a hero and a villain. A victim and a villain, I should say, not a hero. But, whew, I just, I, that's just what I've, I've come to learn. There's also the part where, like, parents and their pressure that they put, like, the projection that they put on their kids, I, it's, it's insane, honestly. Because I never, I never dwelled on it, but a, a thought crossed my mind the other day, and I was just like, you know, my mom's always telling me not to settle. And I don't think I'm settling. I think I'm just realizing, like, I don't have any grand goals. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I've learned it's not a bad thing to not have a dream for something. And I don't understand why people get so weirded out when you when they ask you, like, oh, what do you want to do in life? And, and someone says, I don't know. And then they're like, well, you got to know. Life doesn't, life can't do, there's no I don't knows in life. But I think we all can agree that the future is so uncertain that even if you make a plan, it's not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to make it to your end goal the way that you planned it out to be. If you make a plan, it most likely will fail. So that's why I think it's so funny how until you become a real adult, like an act, like you really are adulting, which is usually 23 and and beyond i don't think when you turn like once you're 21 you still have some time you do like 22 is like your your grace period and then 23 is when you have a big change whether it's big or small maybe you might not even notice it but there's going to be a change in your life where you're like or something happens and it just feels like oh my god everything's a bit different now um wow um I know for me, at least, like, I moved out when I was 19. 19? 18 going on 19? Something like that. No, I was 19. I moved out when I was 19. And, I mean, I still have the support from my mom. And she helps me. I'm Like, I'm not entirely independent. But I'm independent enough that I can say, like, I left home. Um, I have a place to go to that's not my main home. My, my childhood home. Not even my childhood home because we moved around so much. But... For lack, for, to keep it short and simple, a childhood home. And I, you know, have been paying rent and I have been doing, I've been working nine to fives. Actually, I've been working nine to, nine to nines, like 12 hour shifts and stuff like that. Like I've, I've done a lot. I've been working a lot. I've been working like almost full time, you would think, at some places. So... And for me, you would be like, well, you started adulting before you even ter- became a legal adult, like a legal, legal adult, um, which is 21. And I'd be like, yeah, 
and it's taken a toll on my body. <laughs> I really don't recommend working that much. But, you know, because of the society we live in and the systems that are in place, you have to work. And I just don't, I really don't understand why adults kind of try to keep that from you until, like, you be, until you are, like, 23. Like, they never want to be fully transparent until you actually voice, like, you're never going to know what you want to do in life. And they're like, yeah, that's that's when you know you're becoming an adult when you really like when you fully realize like nothing you want to do nothing you make plans for will pan out and the people in my eyes because I had a three-hour conversation with this one guy at a bar um while I was at work while I was working and people who try to tell you you're wrong and be like no 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 that's such a bad way to look at it and try to like be positive and be like you gotta work and all stuff they've had the privilege to have the resources and the accessibility to their making their dreams happen versus where I am I am a black girl (laughs) I did not come from something okay generational wealth is not it, it it's not I don't have that and if I did it's lost somewhere Uh, we have no idea where it is but um (laughs) people who do that and this man was very privileged um people who talk like that or try to advocate for getting your life together how to be financially stable before 21 there is some privilege in that you know the privilege of working a lot like working is a privilege not everybody can get a job and the way This could be a very long conversation, actually. But the way, like, the fine print words it and tries to vilify people who do not, who aren't able to work and, like, calling them lazy and stuff, like, people in management believe that they're above the people looking for jobs. Like, it it just, I guess it comes with the title. It really does. Because I've been around all kinds of different managers and only one of my managers that I've had in the past actually got it because she was our age for the most part so she wasn't that much older than us but also there are some people who get it like some older people that just truly get it where they're like where they where it really does mean something to them when they're like I was your age once you know there's a difference when someone says that, there's a tone difference. You you can tell who actually is on your side if they say that to you or not. Um, and although that manager was, like, not even 30, like, she wasn't pushing 30. Like, she was pushing 30, but not quite. She, um, she got it. Like, she was like, I don't want to stress you out and all this other stuff. Like, she really cared about the team members. I mean, of course she wanted us to do our job still at the end of the day, but, like, if we couldn't do it because it is physically and emotionally taxing, she got, she understood. Versus other places, which you'll find more so in, like, corporations, like, chain branches, they don't care. Also, there are just some people who just, they become manager and they get a big head. Like, before they had the title, they were pretty much on your side, same team, same ideals and beliefs. But then they get that manager title and they're like a completely different person. Um, and then you have to wonder, are they a different person or was that just them the entire time? And that's the sad part about human 
human um, connection and relationships is like you always have to be on the defense that a person in your life is not who they say they are because everybody's putting up a front um, and it takes a rare few. It's truly a few. It takes a rare few to be able to see you in a very, in your most authentic and then like stomach that. Because if you're like a really terrible person, if you're really toxic and many people are telling you that you are a problem and you don't change ever because you feel like like your ego is that big and your pride is that big, then like you can't be surprised when people like your the people in your life are walking through revol- like a revolving door to you. So it's I don't know, like I really don't know what to tell those people. But if your door to your life is a regular door, it just opens and closes, then, you know, it's a bit different. I'm the kind of person that it's an open door policy, but mm, the people that I let in know when... Like, they, they choose on their own when their time is over. Like, how long that they're going to stay. And it's usually because they cause a problem themselves. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm above them. I'm not holier than thou. And I think I said this last episode. Like, I, I'm not... I don't think I'm a perfect person. But I'm also... I'm just really not reactionary. And people try to get a rise out of me. And people try to... They expect me to be very like emote certain ways in certain settings and when I don't do it they just feel very confused and then when I do when I do it the way that it comes naturally to me which is really just me panicking the entire time and just a hot mess in terms of like just like on the verge of a nervous breakdown it's just kind of like they're they're trying to fix it I'm like it doesn't need to be fixed just let me go through my the motions of it and we'll carry on if you want to but it's either they just walk out on their own and making a show of it or I just like kind of I just tell them I'll see them another day and close the door on their way out (laughs) Uh, you know like I don't know and it kind of sucks because people crave being around other people like we we naturally cannot be alone so that's why when things go left People do behave the way that they do. They make a show out of it. They put it on the jumbotron. And I just have to, like, I always sit there like, why are we doing this? Why am I, like, why is it on the plane in the sky that's, like, you know, the, it smokes out the letters and it spells something on, as it's, like, flying by? Like, why are you doing this? Why is it all on all the billboards? Like, not everyone needs to know your business. I think that's something that a lot of people would benefit from. Not everyone needs to know your business. And I hate how normalized it is in like pop culture to be invested in somebody's personal business because that's how other people interact with everybody else and people in their friend groups. They're, they feel entitled to knowing everything about them. <clears throat> My throat. They feel entitled to knowing everything about them. And it's kind of like even your family members, they don't need to know everything about you. And people take the entitlement of their position like their status in your life to heart 
which is why a lot of relationships get ruined because they think, well, okay, I'm, I'm your partner. I need to know everything. Like, no, you don't. Some things I want to keep private and you should respect that. You know, it's kind of like the people asking for the respect that comes, that can come with being a partner, being a parent, being a sibling or being a friend or a best friend. They, they feel like that respect is, is guaranteed, which means that they are entitled in asking for certain things. No, it's just like that saying where you can't love some, you, you can't love someone and not respect them. Respect and love go hand in hand. So if someone doesn't respect you, you, you can't say that they love you because they don't. They don't. Same way you can respect someone and not love them. They're two different things. Um, and it's also kind of like some things that happen in life. I feel like I've said this so many times, but a lot of conflicts are very morally ambiguous to the point where there is no good or wrong, like good or bad side. There's no right or wrong. And there's no villain or victim. Like it's, it, it, it's just, it, it is what it is kind of thing. And like, you just got to process it as such. And it's very situational, of course. But that nine, most things that I've come across, especially as of late, it's just that, you know, nobody wins. And that's kind of how life is. Nobody's going to win. It's, it's more just like you should know better. You know, more like morally, you should know better. You know that that's not how you treat another person. That's not how you would want to be treated if it were you. So it's like, why are you doing it? It's like the golden rule. But to to do unto you is to do unto others. Or maybe it's to do unto others is to do unto you. Let me look that up, actually. <laughs> not me failing the golden rule. Uh, the golden rule. Golden golden rule. Oh. Unto others as you would have them do unto you. <laughs> I was close. I had I had part of it. Anyways, but that's basically how I kind of go about life and interacting with people. I I do get because of how people have like vilified and certain actions and responses to different types of situations, I get very anxious when it comes to talking because like right now I'm very self-conscious that I sound like I'm um, invalidating people's uh, emotions and their feelings and telling them that they shouldn't react to anything. But I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying it doesn't need to be made into a show. Um, another thing that I get self, self-conscious self about is when, like, I go to a friend and I try to tell them, you know, like, I, I, I'll, like, vent about something that I'm going through or something that's upsetting me, and then I kind of feel like I'm dumping on them, and they're always like, no, 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 you're not, you're not, you, I would tell you if you are, and that's just because there was a brief period on TikTok where people were just, everything on my For You page was, like, the difference between venting and trauma dumping, and... It was just a hot mess. (laughs) It was a hot mess. It was very confusing. And so things like TikTok where people take the time to delegate, try to delegate 
certain actions as and put them in a box of right or wrong is really messing with my brain. So I was like, you know, let me just not be on TikTok all the time. If I come across something that proposes a different perspective, like I'll watch it, but I'm trying to learn not to take it, like just take it with a grain of salt because it's not, it's very situational. And I think a lot of people who do stuff like that on TikTok forget that these things are very situational. It really does depend on the situation. For me personally, I just, I don't want to always be paranoid about how I carry myself or how I tend to act about things. Um, And this is unrelated to like being black. It's just in general, I don't want to be afraid to just be myself. So like, I don't want to be afraid to tell a friend um, how I'm feeling. And I don't want to be afraid to tell someone that I don't like them or that I do like them. I don't want to be afraid to tell someone that they're doing the most And I also don't want to be afraid to tell someone that they're not doing enough. Does that make sense? Um, I don't want to be afraid to talk. (laughs) Despite, like, I can't actually talk for a long period of time, but, like, I'm trying to better articulate myself, and I already have anxiety when it comes to explaining myself. I I don't want to completely be afraid of ever having to explain myself, because I don't want to mess up. (sighs) I don't know, but... I don't know if I said this in this episode or if it was another take, but a lot of things in my life are out of my control. And as someone who I I like control because I like having a routine of things, a very simple routine. Now I don't have one. So as I am getting older and another year is coming up, I'm just like, okay, I need to take it easy. It's okay if I don't know exactly what I want to do post-graduation because the next thing as far as milestones goes, is me graduating. I don't know what I'm going to do post-graduation. And although that strikes fear in my mother's heart, um, I don't want to stress myself out. And as I get older, I'm just like, that. this is really something that I don't need to do to myself. I, I can't because it's, it's, it's going to drive me crazy. It's going to break me if I'm constantly panicking about what to do. So I when I quit my jobs after I came back from L.A., um, and decided not to go through with the one that I had lined up, I just, it was a good moment that everyone has kept, like, consistently told me, like, just reset, reboot, you know, you've been through a lot, and just take it easy, take this time to just, things that you want to do will come to you naturally, and the things that you don't want to do will never come to you, you know, you'll know the difference, and I'll have a clearer head, and I can say for sure that I am emotionally in a better place, because I've set boundaries, like we were talking about last episode, I've I've set boundaries, and I've stuck to them, and that's something that I always struggled with, like, I didn't even understand the concept of boundaries, I was literally, people were taking advantage of me left and right, but I didn't quite understand it, I mean, I knew that I was being taken advantage of, but I didn't know how to make it stop, but in the past two years, I have, and I'm proud of myself, you know, that's like a small victory, so like, I, I'm not going to dwell on it and be like, well, you still had this happen to you, but like, like, I lost a friend last episode when we were talking, I lost a friend of mine, but the good thing is I stood up for the fact that like I didn't put myself through something that would emotionally drain me because I I didn't know 
you know, and trying to find structure in something that clearly didn't have structure is never good. So I just let it go and tried to let it play out the way that it was going to or that it was intended to. And here we are. And I'm okay. Um, yeah. But back to the control thing. A lot of things, for me personally, a lot of things in my life that have happened are above me. And all I can do is take care of myself while doing it. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, that's all I'm really focused on. I don't, I don't want to be sick. It's not fun. Whenever I figure out what's wrong with my throat, that'd be great. But, um, I just, I don't want to stress myself out to the point where I just am constantly sick because that can manifest into some other things later on in life. And I don't want to speed up the the process. I just, I want to live a life for however long it may last, but I want to live a life that like I feel stress-free because if I eventually I know that I'll be happy in some shape or form and that's all I want. I just want to not be sick and I want to be happy and I don't want to pretend to not be either, you know? I don't want to pretend to not be sick and I don't want to pretend to be happy. Um, something, some advice that I have I came across that someone else came across that I've been telling people because we are, like I said, we're in a time frame where everyone's just a bit lost. You know, everyone is realizing early on before they even become an adult that the future is highly uncertain and people of the world are showing their true colors really early on. There's, I feel like the rose color, the rose colored courtesy that adults did for my generation it no longer exists for the generation after me you know they they are quite in a in a position where they have to know because it's just getting scarier out there and it's becoming more and more unsafe physically and emotionally for people to even interact with other people so i have taken it upon myself to just kind of as far as my future goes imagine what the the best thing that could happen you know how people are like what's the worst that could happen I am switching it and being like what's the best that could happen and then it can manifest those good things that happiness that I'm seeking and perhaps there's more disappointments in in my future Perhaps I won't win an Oscar. It's not necessarily a goal of mine. I just think it'd be funny. I don't I don't have any grand expectations. I never did. I I was thinking about it the other day. Little me, little like old old Rhea, she didn't have any real big expectations of what her twenties would be like and what her adulthood would like be like. And I still don't. And that's not a bad thing to like say. I don't know why people are like, that's such a pessimistic way. You're always so pessimistic. Like, no, it's just the reality of things and I'm content. Like, I'm accepting of the fact that things are not going to work out the way that I want them to. Anyhow, I'm going to wrap this up. This is actually, I don't want to ramble too long and I also have to get on the road soon. But I hope that, like I said, if nothing else you took from this is life is uncertain. So don't stress yourself out trying to think about the what-ifs. Just, you know, if you have a plan and that's been working for you, then then go for it, you know? And if it doesn't work, it is discouraging 
and it's okay to feel discouraged. But also like picture it like this. We're holding hands, right? <laughs> and we're going to the same destination, okay? But before you got to like hold my hand, your story was different. And even on the journey together that we take, us getting to this same like spot is going to be different because you and I are different people. Um, I know there's pressure on all of us to become someone. Otherwise, we're going to be no one. But I think it's also a good thing to remember that what makes you special is something that makes someone else not special. And what makes someone else special can make you not special. Which is in reference to People by August D as well. So now you have two songs to go listen to. So in, in People, he's saying your extraordinary is his ordinary. And his ordinary is your extra... Wait, fuck. I messed that up. Your extraordinary is his ordinary. His Your ordinary is his extraordinary. That's what I wanted to say. I always mess that up. It's such a great line. It's one of my favorite lines out of it, but I always tongue twister because I forget which part I did first. But anyways, that's basically what that means. Like, what makes you special? You, like, no one is the same. We have so many celebrities. We have so, like, we have so many, like, quote-unquote famous people, but they're still regular people at the end of the day. And there are a lot of people who can do the same things that they can do, but their upbringing, how they're going to get there, is always going to be different. You know, the first thing people say when they're famous is like, I didn't expect this to ever happen. You know, I'm just such and such from this place. You know, they had an ordinary life and now they're selling out the box office. You know, does that make sense? I think that's a good, good way to end it. So just remember that um, there's... There's no time limit to becoming you. And, like, don't let anyone try to, like, make you think that. And that's what I'd be telling myself. So, we're all in this together. But, yeah. Okay, I hope until next time you can do something nice for yourself. I, um, I have to go. So, I hope you take care of yourselves. I hope that you get enough sleep and you drink some water, and I don't know, do something that makes you really happy. Um, okay, yeah. I'll talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>